Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. We are in what I believe is the largest currency war in the history of mankind. And it's the most wonderful time of the year. So this is all good stuff. Chris Martinson, our currency guru, uh, is joining us to talk about what this means for your finance. Put things that you're hearing in the news, like... Tweets about Jaina. What does that actually mean to you? We begin there right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Beginning of next year and throughout the year, um, I want to give you a handle on what I believe is coming just as a student of history. History doesn't repeat itself, but it, it rhymes. And I believe we are in a global currency war, the third world war of currency. First world war currency war was uh, World War I, then World War II, and... Um, this has been going back and forth with China since Ronald Reagan. Um, but now Donald Trump is talking about trade barriers and specifically taking on China as uh, the biggest manipulator of currency, which historically they have been. But we have decided to play the game all of these years for a reason. You may want to stop playing the game. But I want you to understand what that means so you don't go in and then when the whole world falls apart, you go, well, why the hell didn't somebody tell me this? We have uh, Chris Martinson on uh, with us, our uh, guru from peakprosperity.com. Welcome, Chris. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well today. Thanks, Glenn. Can you put into perspective um, the the Taiwan and uh, China talk about being the the manipulator of, the largest manipulator of currency. First of all, is it true or are we the biggest manipulator of currency? (laughs) I think the answer is yes. Uh, Everybody's (laughs) manipulating their currencies at all times, and there's a good reason for it. If you can keep your currency weak or low relative to your trading partners, it makes your goods more attractive. So if somebody has a widget to sell and uh, you can keep your currency nice and low, well, you can sell more of them. China's been on an absolute industrial tear. 
They've been exporting like mad. And so the thinking would be, in a normal world, their currency should rise in value relative to other currencies. And that hasn't been happening. And so the charge is leveled that China is manipulating its currency to keep it low, to give it an unfair advantage, to give its manufacturers an unfair advantage. That's what Trump is talking about. And so really, I mean, we have to cut ourselves a break. The reason why America doesn't make the world's goods anymore is partly because our currency was always so strong that the rest of the world couldn't afford to buy our stuff. And we bought everybody else's stuff because it was good or good enough and it was really cheap. We couldn't compete because of the value of their currency. Well, indeed, that's part of the story. And the other part is that we give ourselves lots and lots of tasty regulations and workplace safety laws and yes. uh, all sorts Correct. of things like that. And China doesn't burden itself in, in quite the same way, so, so they Correct. can compete. So, yes, they have cheaper labor, but that's just part of the story. The rest of the story is, yes, they are keeping their currency nice and low. And so this has worked out really well for the United States. Sometimes people say, Chris, the United States doesn't really export anymore. And it's not true. We export a lot of dollars. We run a trade deficit that if it was its own economy, would be around the eighth or the ninth largest in the world. It's an astonishing number that the United States imports more than we export. When we do that, it means basically we're exporting those dollars. And we're counting on places like China, to hold on to those dollars and not send them back home. Why is that important? Well, so what they have to do if they're holding the dollars, what do they do with them? The central bank starts to accumulate them in China, and so they can't just hold on to dollars, so they hold on to treasuries instead. And because they're buying our treasuries in the United States, what happens next is that keeps our interest rates low. So if China suddenly decided to reverse this policy, let's say, Trump comes out and labels them a currency manipulator, goes after them hard. China could just turn around and decide to start selling all of those treasuries. And if they do that, our interest rates will rise. Well, you want to talk about World War I, World War II, where are we in this story? We're in the middle of the largest credit bubble in all of human history. One thing credit bubbles really can't stand is rising rates of interest. That's what would result if China started selling its treasuries. Um, uh, Chris, over the next few weeks, I, and I would like to bring you in so we can spend a day before we really talk about this on the air, but uh, I, am, I am more and more convinced that, uh, first of all, do you believe we're in uh, uh, a, a World War III scenario of just a currency war? Well, we are. It, it, everybody's, all the central banks are doing everything they can to try and keep this whole things stitched together. And as they do that, Glenn, they're creating larger and larger imbalances. The imbalances in Europe are large enough to tear it apart. They're very afraid of the rise of populism over there. They've seen this story before. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the differences between what's happening with the Chinese, the Japanese, the United States central banks, all these enormous imbalances are building up, and nobody has a plan for how to resolve them. If we don't, there's a good chance they resolve chaotically, which is just fancy way of saying stuff just breaks down and then we see what happens. Um, What does it mean with Italy this weekend? Italy um, had the opportunity to um, um, solve things, if you will, or at least still keep playing the game. They kind of did a Trump or a Brexit 
this weekend and said no uh, to the the uh, plan of their prime minister over there. So now he is stepping down, and it looks like it's again another Brexit. What does this mean? This, you know, a lot of people. I've, I've seen a lot of ink written already that says, "Well, this is just you know people not understanding the bigger issues and." Maybe they're a little bit um, racist or more like Trump or something or something. But the truth is, Glenn, that, that the people of Italy have been suffering for a long time. The average people have been suffering for a long time. I think it's been since 1998 since their economy has been growing. And the people of Italy have had to endure with less and less and less, and they've just been getting squeezed. So I view this again, it's just, this is, they call it populist, this or that. Really, it's just economics. When people find their daily lives getting harder and harder, it creates social tension. This was another opportunity for the elites, this time in Italy, to figure out how they're going to start listening to their people. Uh, Renzi was deciding not to do that, um, and the people of Italy very convincingly, nearly 60%, I think is the last number I saw, said, no, uh, it's time for us to be part of this story as well. That's really what's going on here. And the bigger picture, the thing we can talk about over the coming weeks, is the only question that has to be answered at this stage of the credit bubble is who's going to eat the losses. Uh, Explain that. Well, when something can't be paid back, it won't be. And so the banks are always trying to figure out how they don't get to eat the losses. They're always looking for a bailout of some form or in this case in Europe now bail-ins, but somebody's going to have to take the losses. So in the case of Italy, their banks have 360 billion euros of non-performing loans. Those are loans that aren't being paid. That's 20% of the Italian GDP. There's no possible way that they can cover that. So the question now is who's going to eat the losses? And the politicians would love that to be the taxpayers. They create inflation, which is a stealth way of stealing that um, from all the people. Sometimes they just do a bailout and just make the taxpayers pay directly. But the people are starting to say, no, this is unfair. We don't like this. And the losses should actually belong to the people who made the bad decisions. Maybe that's the banks. Maybe that's the politicians. So this is the real, the real game that's, that's being played right now. But how, does that, how do they pay for it? How do the banks and the politicians pay for that? They can't. How are you going to give that to the politicians? Well, they were going to have to uh, suffer with austerity so, the, so that the government's just going to have to say, look, uh, we can't just dip into the coffers for this. We're going to have to tighten our belts. Guess what? Every one of the politicians who was involved in that gets swept out of office. It's a real career killer when you have to tell people it's time to pay for all of the bad decisions. You know, I've been reading a lot about um, the the gold standard and 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 how we kind of got off it and it's really much more complex and the the trade balance is so complex and and yet um elegant in the way it kept everything balanced um but we don't do that anymore when the weimar republic had hyperinflation and they inflated their way out of things uh first of all they didn't inflate their way out of the reparations that they were supposed to. A lot of people think, I believe, that, oh, we're just, the world's going to forgive America of this big debt. I don't think so. Chris Martinson, do you believe they will? <laughs> no, how could they? Yeah. It's not, the world isn't an entity. When we say, you know, there's $7 trillion of U.S. money out overseas, it's not just in a 
spot in some central bank where they can flick a pen. It's sitting in a French pension. It's sitting in the endowment for a small school. It's, it's in people's 401ks and retirement accounts. It's parked all over the place. So either everybody has to agree to forgive that, or we get back to the prime question, which is who eats the losses in this story? And the governments always want to try and inflate it away. That seems the simplest. It spreads the pain over a great many people. But what your listeners need to know is that this is a game. This is a game that's been played for a very long time, and it's basically heads we win, tails you lose. And that's what's creating the populist backlash. People are starting to figure it out. We have information now that we can access and go, oh, is that the game? Right? It's not like it was in the 50s when you only had one newspaper. Now we can go to other sources of information and say, oh, I see what they're doing here. This really isn't fair. And so that's what we're getting down to is that when people experience deep unfairness in their lives, they don't like it. And that's really, I think, a better okay. uh, ex- explanation of what's happening than uh, you know, simple ignorance or something like that. So, Chris, when you... Um, we'll, we'll have you back, and, and I want to talk to you about uh, the way the Weimar Republic um, stabilized their economy after hyperinflation. They attached it to land. Can you tell me at all, when you come back, about what a scenario like that would mean? Do they, does that mean the government takes the land? Could they do that with just the, pri- uh, the public land that they hold? Would they take our mortgages? How, how does that work? How did it work before? Because I'm more and more convinced, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this now, that the central banks and the central planners actually thought the lessons from World War I, the Weimar Republic, and World War II, they think those actually worked, didn't they? Well, they kind of did, and this is a really important topic. It'll take a little while to explain, but it's summarized like this. If you read all the accounts of what happened in the Weimar Republic, all the popular books and all the stuff in the library says, wow, there was a lot of wealth destruction. Look at all these middle-class, upper-middle-class people. They lost everything. When you really look at what happened, though, no wealth was actually destroyed because real wealth are the factories, the farms, the streets, the cars. It's the real productive wealth of a nation. That didn't go away. What happened? It got transferred. This happened in the 1920s and 30s in the United States as well. All these people owned farms. They went bust because the mortgages all uh, went bust on them. And when the dust settled, if you watched carefully, who owned the farms changed hands. So that's what I'm trying to alert people to is this idea that what we're facing is not so much a wealth destruction is a wealth transfer, but first you got to understand what the real wealth is, and it's okay. not the paper. Let's start there uh, next time you're on. Chris Martinson from Peak Prosperity. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, sir. You're welcome. God bless My you. pleasure. You bet. Um, our uh, sponsor this half hour. By the way, if you would like to learn something, could you write to what? Which which email address? Does Keith have one? Somebody somebody have one that we could you could write to. That is monitored. Jeffy at Glenbeck.com is fine. J-E-F-F-Y at Glenbeck.com. If you don't understand something, for instance, I I don't think we did a good job, because I was all over the place. I don't think, and I'm going to come back and explain why what Trump is doing with China is going to change things and, and why you need to understand it. You may in the end still be for it. You may in the end be against it. Doesn't matter. You 
need to understand what's going on because right now the press is just taking this and saying, well, he took a phone call from Taiwan and that's never been done before. And the people who are listening to this argument on TV are saying, who gives a flying crap, right? Well, he says he's a, the China is a currency manipulator. Well, good, because they are. But what does it mean to you? We'll do that when we come back. And now this. Once you truly understand what Chris was saying there, the incredible transfer of wealth that is coming, you uh, either have all your 401k lost in the stock market, so you got nothing. You lose all of that. Well, that wealth went to someplace else. You have a debt on your car. You default. Your car goes to someplace else. The bank has that asset. Same with your house. Do you have any tangible asset that you can hold on to that will not be destroyed or transferred to someone else? This is why I recommend gold. Goldline can help you. Talk to them about your IRA. Talk about, because you probably have money in your IRA, you can change that to physical gold and they can help you do that. I want you to call them now and... And talk to them about your future. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. You think you can't afford it. I think you'll be surprised, especially when it comes to silver. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Do it now. Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Here's the thing, on um, uh, Trump's phone call to Taiwan and uh, currency manipulator, calling them a currency manipulator in China, um, I agree with the truth of both of these. I don't like the fact that we have a one-China policy. That What that means is that China owns Taiwan. Taiwan 
is free, just like Hong Kong. It bothers me that, that England gave back Hong Kong. Well, uh, yeah, they had one is more lease. free than Hong Kong. Oh, much because there was no there was no agreement in place. They are a free nation, and because we want the currency and the um, the the money that that we want them to buy bonds, we 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 just want cheap stuff at Walmart. We have developed a one China policy, which means we look the other way while they say Taiwan is ours. Even though Taiwan's an ally, even though we've got arrangements militarily Correct. with Taiwan. We won't defend Taiwan. We won't defend Taiwan. When the big deal is, is that Donald Trump said that um, uh, he talked to the president of Taiwan. You don't you call don't them the president of Taiwan because that China has to, China has to respond to that. Now, we might agree with this, but it's important that you understand what this all means. When he said, because he tweeted this weekend about Taiwan, and then he tweeted about a currency war. And you're hopeful that he understands what it all means. And he's not just doing this out of his butt. You know, that he's not just waking up and thinking, ah, I'm going to tweet about uh, Taiwan now. One thing he does... Hope he understands what he's doing. One thing he does care about is the trade, trade. deals. Right. And yeah. he, so he would understand he the complexity, I think, between Taiwan and China and the United States. Hope so. Yeah. Because how the worst, the worst case scenario, 70, how co- how 75%. That he does know. Really? He does know. That's pretty high. That is pretty high. It's just ever so slightly higher than the the percentage I would give it. Which is what? Three? Okay. Oh wait. <laughs> I, I'm 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 counting on that he knows. But you you have to know. It doesn't matter if he knows. You have to know the stakes of the game that we're now playing. The Glenn Beck program. Explain um, the what we're up against on the trade uh, and uh, and currency war when it comes to China. So when you're hearing um, the press say, "Hey, uh, he shouldn't have taken that phone call, or he shouldn't have you know talked to you know the president and, and called her the president of Taiwan," I personally think we should recognize Taiwan. I personally think that we should move the capital of, uh, I'm sorry, the embassy of Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. But everybody who agrees with me knows what that means. Would you agree with that? 
that when we say we're going to move the capital or the embassy to the capital of Israel, Jerusalem, and we're going to recognize it as the capital, that everybody who's like, yeah, we should do that, pretty much so understands, well, that would be a really big deal. Do you think, or is that just wishful thinking on my part? Probably wishful thinking. But I think that people would recognize that people are going to get very annoyed about it, I suppose, and that at the very least they understand that. Right. This is not something that you do lightly. Right. You, if you're going to change the policy, and, you know, look, a lot of people in the primary, including Ted Cruz, were very big supporters of that particular move in, with Jerusalem. And you have to make sure that you're, whoever you, you know, your candidate is, it's not just supporting that position. It's understanding the fallout of it and how you're going to deal with that, too. I mean, it's, that's a huge decision that would piss off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with pissing off people. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, I have no problem. It's time we do the right thing right. because they are the right thing. However, that's going to cost you. You don't just do the right thing and expect it not to cost you. The, the, the world of, uh, of the president is just as real as your world. You can't walk in to the bank that holds your mortgage and walk in and say, you know what? You guys are a bunch of frauds. When you're going in 30 days to renew a mortgage, right? right. There's going to be ramifications Even of if that. You really don't like them, and you really think they are frauds. Correct. You have to, and you can sit here and say, "I want to say the truth about the bank." That's cool, but know that you're probably not going to get the mortgage. Well, it's it goes back to uh, the the traditional um, wife asking, "Do I look fat in this question?" Yes. I mean, if she does. You don't necessarily want to say that. Correct. Because there are ramifications. Now, you may want to get, you may be at a point where you say, you know what, I'm saying this. I don't care. The truth, I don't care. But you, However, need, you need to understand the reality of that divorce. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the reality of a divorce of China is as big as they come. The fight that he has selected is not Mexico. The fight that he has selected is China. China, you will say that China doesn't want a trade war. They don't want to get into a hot war. They don't want a whatever because China needs us. Well, do they? Well, I don't know that it's just that, though. I mean, they also need themselves and they know (laughs) that they'd lose a lot of themselves with any sort of hot war with the United States of America. I mean, right. well, China doesn't care about people. That's how mean? we've kept the peace now for, you know, 70 years because Correct. of the mutually assured destruction. But here's here's where I want to here's where I want to take you. As I read up on um, currency, the gold standard, uh, the banking system, uh, all of the things that we have done in the world in the last 100 years that have gotten us to this place to where our deficits are out of control all across the world. The world is on the verge of destruction. Would you agree, Pat, that Europe is one really bad September 11th away from possible collapse of the euro? Uh, Yeah, probably. Okay. 
Yeah. It would have to be pretty big, but I mean, you know, it could go into civil war. The, 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 Europe could go into civil war quickly. You could, somebody could blow up the Sistine Chapel and it could spend, send Italy spiraling, which would then send the Euro spiraling, which would then send Europe and America spiraling, and it would be awful. Um, would you say that the United States is that close? Yeah, definitely. Okay. China is in the same boat. No matter what anybody says, China is in the same boat. Probably a worse boat than we're in. Russia is in, the wor- in a worse boat than we are in. Mm-hmm. We are the, still the cream of the crop, okay? That's how bad the rest of the world is, is in trouble. Same thing with the Middle East. You don't think killing the Saudi king could spiral the entire Middle East into darkness? Absolutely. So we are looking at a global problem. Here's my fear. My fear is that somebody will do something stupid that will start something spiraling uh, and not even think of the ramifications, uh, and it will just spiral out of control like it did with uh, the Archduke Ferdinand, where a guy getting assassinated in Austria, all of a sudden, wait, what happened? And now the whole world is battling. And nobody knew who the Archduke Ferdinand was except the elites. There is another fear, and the other fear is that the people who are looking to the other side of this, there are people, it's not just us, there are people who have looked at this situation and went, okay, how are we going to get out of this? Because we, we, if we inflate our way out of this, as Chris was saying, we inflate our way out of this, well, that's going to mean massive, massive pain. It's going to mean a global depression. So how do we keep the people in place? How do we keep revolutions from happening, yada, yada, yada. Here's my biggest fear. There's going to come a day, and it's probably right around this time, where somebody says, Mr. President of whatever country, Mr. President, global instability is coming. And if we want to lead the way, we will never be stronger than we are right now. We need to assert ourselves right now and X, Y, or Z. Because three years down the road, our situation, China's situation, Russia's situation, Europe's situation is only going to get worse. By that you mean they'd purposely start some sort of... Something. They will take action that will start things going most likely a trade war that will start the ball rolling because they'll feel we'll be able to withstand it. They won't, or at least we'll have more power than everyone else. So we can play it out and they'll play the scenarios out in their head and they will be convinced that they will be the ones that will stand. But once you open a can of whoop ass, you don't know who's going to win. You don't. It's whoop ass for a reason. That's incredibly risky. 
feeling. That's a huge risk to take for anybody to start something like that, for anyone to be that irresponsible. That All it takes ro- is a trade They're going to roll the dice. All it takes is a trade war. Pretty All irresponsible. So are you telling me that you can't see someone walking into uh, the prime minister of Italy? The pro- you can't see... No, but I could have seen I could have seen that happening any time over the last 70 years. Yeah. And it hasn't. But everybody knows. See, mutually assured destruction stopped everybody. Right. But now the elites know destruction is coming. But it's not really destruction, it's redistribution. So who is going to be on the receiving end of the world's wealth? It better be us, they will say to themselves, because we have, you have to remember, put your mind in, not the mind of a liberty lover, not the mind of people who care about people, but people who believe that they have the answer. Yeah, and People are just cattle, and they're going to buy and sell, and there's going to be a lot of death and a lot of misery. George Soros, you know, it's kind of a fun experiment that you run. And yes, people get hurt and blah, blah, blah. But if you put yourself in the mindset of somebody who says, yes, there's going to be a lot of destruction and a lot of problems and maybe war, but in the end, we'll be the one that will control the world, not in the evil way, but we'll be the ones that will control the world and we'll be able to set up the next world order. And that's assuming that they're absolutely certain that they're going to be at the top of that ladder. Which they may not be. I don't think anybody's ever going to... they may not be. I don't think anybody's going to be certain. They're going to say themselves, is our situation going to be better tomorrow, next week, or a year from now, or worse? I don't know. They've been riding this wave for a really long time. uh, I I hope you're right. continue to do that. I hope you're right. Me too. But But I want you to know that when we're talking trade war, currency manipulators... And we're getting into actual punch them in the face kind of stuff. When we're talking about a 35% tariff, when we're talking about those things, there will be a response. And the one that gets hurt in a trade war is you. Because you're looking at it and saying, oh, well, then they'll be forced to buy our products. Well, no, because they'll put up a barrier too. Well, that won't be fair. Then we'll raise ours. Well, that's what happens, and that's what causes depression. And then they so, move it to Bangladesh or India, which is even cheaper than China, and sell it to Correct, you correct. Because what happens is you walk into Walmart, and you're expecting to buy everything at Walmart at cheap prices. Yes, it's not being made here, but that's why you can afford to buy it. And so when there's a 35% price increase at Walmart, that's when you get hurt. And that's when your money starts being shifted over to China. Your money is being sent to China in greater amounts. Or your money stays here where we make clothing. Oh, we don't. Where we make what? New Balance running shoes? Yeah, I mean, it takes a while for that balance to come back. 
Yeah. Uh, I know you brought up your biggest fear. Can I bring up mine really quick? Yes. Because um, I, I had it was at least my biggest fear until just a couple of moments ago. Um, my biggest fear was, of course, that the globe might uh, heat up about 0.9 degrees Celsius over the next century. Oh, my gosh. Um, because, I mean, we've seen the devastating effects. How much, mm-hmm. wor- how much worse are we now in 2016 than 1916? You yeah, know, right. what a, ter- what a terrible right. time it is today compared to then. Uh, but I will say uh, the global warming thing is solved because the Trump transition team has announced Ivanka Trump is going to meet with Al Gore to discuss climate issues. Oh, my God. So we are all set on that one. Don't worry, everybody. Oh Everything's going to be fine. Gosh. Ivanka is meeting with Al Gore. Now, it was earlier in the week they reported that Ivanka was going to be the climate czar. Oh. But it wasn't confirmed. Agonizing. Now the Trump transition team is announcing. They're actually publicly telling us this. I thought she was going to be the first lady. Did he not? Well, this, that's what this role is. Did that's he saying, not? Nice. Assure us that he was he was not this climate change guy. But Ivanka is, is and he Ivanka loves it. I know, and, and did we listens. not say Ivanka is going to be instrumental in a lot of these? And by the way, she's a registered Democrat and very liberal. But of course, obviously, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. Oh, good golly. And now this: How prepared are you to be self-reliant mm. in case of some sort of? catastrophic change in anything. Uh, Being self-reliant starts by making sure you're prepared for a job loss, a natural disaster, climate Climate change. change. What if no food can grow anymore? Because it's too warm to grow food. Oh, by the way, we're getting the largest cooling... wouldn't happen for another hundred years. uh, We're getting the largest cooling front America has seen in what? A hundred years? Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Um, starting an emergency food supply is an important step, and My Patriot Supply is the company that we use and we recommend. And right now, they have a four-week emergency food supply for $99. This is a $217 package. It means breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the snacks and the drinks and everything for a month for one person or um, uh, for a family of four. Everybody eats for a week. This is the best place to start your food preparation, to make sure that you're prepared for a week's emergency or not being able to make ends meet at the grocery store. I want you to call 800-200-7163, 800-200-7163, or go to preparewithglenn.com. Do it now, limited time only, four-week emergency foods for $99, preparewithglenn.com. You're listening. You're listening. To the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. so wrong of me to say how satisfying was it to see the jeep that was carrying uh fidel castro oh. breakdown <laughs> nice it was real nice yeah it was real nice such a giant of a man in such a small little box too did you notice <laughs> they uh they cremated him there he is in this little teeny coffin 
pulled by this 1970s Soviet Jeep. It's on the. That's all they have on the island. All they have. That's all they have. Yeah. And it broke down. It broke down, and they had to push it to the cemetery. So good. Oh my. It's just. Michael Moore will not be highlighting that. (laughs) The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.